0: Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren McMill. This episode is a Bible study on chapter nine of the book of Acts. If you haven't checked out my previous Bible studies, I do have my Bible studies and the study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire, just like the name of this podcast. And I'll have the link in the show notes of this episode, but you can also just go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Fuels My Fire, and request to be added in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll see a tab that says guides. Click on that tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Before we get completely into this Bible study, I did want to say a quick prayer. So if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. I pray that we have knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and how to implement it in our daily lives. And I pray that we take whatever we learn from this Bible study and we spread it to other people and let other people know about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love you with my whole heart. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, without further ado, let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start at verse one. Meanwhile, Saul was breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. He replied, now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, Go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarshish named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm that he has done for your saints in Jerusalem, and he has come here with the authority from the chief priests to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the prophets of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Alright, I'm going to stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So in the last couple Bible studies, you've heard the mention of Saul. So now we're saying more about Saul and how Jesus changes his heart. So in verses 1 through 2, Saul went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogue of Damascus, so that if he found anyone there that belonged to the way, he could take them to prison, to Jerusalem. So Saul had hatred in his heart and anyone that even mentioned the name of Jesus or belonged to the way, which we know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So whenever it says mentioned here of the way, they're talking about Jesus, people that are disciples of Jesus or believers of Jesus Christ. So anyone that called out in the name of Jesus Christ or was a believer or a Christian, he wanted to put them into prison and he had hatred in his heart and he was just out for the blood of Christians. And then we see in verses three through six that a light from heaven flashed around him and Jesus asked Saul why he persecutes him. And then he told him to go to the city and he would be told what to do. So Saul was on his way to Damascus to get this letter to be able to put Christians in prison and Jesus appeared to him. Now in verses 7 through 9, Saul was blind physically, but he was also blind spiritually he had spiritual blindness and his heart was so hardened and he had so much hatred in it and he was full of his wicked ways that he thought what he was doing was the right thing. He thought putting Christians in prison for speaking about Jesus Christ and spreading the gospel was the right thing to do and that it was according to the law and the prophets. And then in verses 10 through 12, Jesus called to Ananias in a vision and told him to go to Saul to restore his sight. And we see in verses 13 through 14 that Ananias was afraid because Saul came to arrest all who called on the name of Jesus. And he had heard about Saul and that he came to do harm to the people that called on the name of Jesus and to Christians. And he was afraid that if he went to Saul to restore his sight, that something might happen to him, that he might put him in prison. Then in verses 15 through 16, Jesus chose Saul, a man that had authority and respect among the people, to carry his name and suffer for the name of Jesus. Jesus suffered to forgive us of our sins, and he made the ultimate sacrifice for us. When we spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, we will have sufferings also because this world is full of hate and corruption. We have to rejoice even in our sufferings and have hope. Jesus has already overcome the world, so we can take heart and never stop spreading the gospel, never be afraid because of what other people are going to say or do or think about us. We just have to spread the gospel and know that God's got us and that we will have eternal life in heaven with Jesus and God the Father. And then in verses 17 through 19. Ananias placed his hands on Saul, and he could immediately see again, and was filled with the Holy Spirit, and then he got up and was baptized. So Paul went from being physically and spiritually blind to being able to see, physically and spiritually, and he became filled with the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 19, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to teach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on this name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priests? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Christ. After many days had gone by, the Jews conspired to kill him. But Saul learned of their plan. Day and night, they kept close watch on the city gates in order to kill him. But his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in the wall. When he came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples. But they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. He told them how Saul, on his journey, had seen the Lord and that the Lord had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had preached fearlessly in the name of Jesus. So Saul stayed with them and moved about freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He talked and debated with the Grecian Jews, but they tried to kill him. When the brothers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarshish. Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. It was strengthened. And encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it grew in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord. All right, I'm gonna stop right there and discuss these verses with you guys here. So, in verses 19 through 22, Saul spent several days in Damascus and he was preaching in synagogues about Jesus being the Son of God. And these people that heard him were astonished and they were asking if he was the same person that was causing chaos in Jerusalem among the people that call on the name of Jesus. And they were also asking if he came to take them as prisoners. But Saul grew more and more powerful and was proving that Jesus is the Christ. And I just want to point out that this just goes to show that Jesus can use anyone. Saul went from putting anyone who calls in the name of Jesus in prison that led to their death to preaching about Jesus Christ and proving that Jesus is the Christ and he is the Son of God. And if Jesus can use Saul, he can use anyone. There's not anyone that has done too much to be able to be forgiven and to be a chosen instrument for Jesus Christ and for the name of Jesus. But when Jesus chooses us, we have to stay faithful and we have to follow him and let the Holy Spirit guide us. In verses 23 through 25, the Jews conspired to kill Saul and his followers took him by night and lowered him in a basket through an opening in a wall. So Saul was protected that night, and nothing was going to stop him from spreading the gospel and for Jesus using him to be a vessel and to spread the gospel and his testimony. So in verses 26 through 30, when Saul came to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were afraid of him. We saw in our Bible study from chapters 6 and 7 when Stephen was being stoned that Saul was there giving approval to his death, and the apostles knew that Saul was out to persecute and to put in prison anyone who called on the name of Jesus, and so they didn't believe that he was a disciple. So Barnabas took Saul and brought him to the apostles and he told them what had happened in Damascus, that Saul had seen the Lord and the Lord spoke to him and that he was preaching fearlessly in Damascus about Jesus Christ. So Saul stayed with the apostles and spoke boldly in the name of the Lord and was able to move around freely in Jerusalem. And in 29 through 30, we see that the Grecian Jews tried to kill Saul. So whenever the brothers learned of this, they took him down to Caesarea and sent him to Tarshish. And then in verse 31, the church had a time of peace and they were strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit. Jesus was using the person that was out for the Christian's blood and was trying to get orders to put anyone that called in the name of Jesus in prison. He was using him to spread the gospel and to share his testimony and to let people know that Jesus is the son of God and is the Christ. So the church throughout Judea and Galilee and Samaria, they had a time of peace and the church was strengthened and encouraged by the Holy Spirit and there became more and more believers. So, I'm going to continue reading at verse 32. As Peter traveled about the country, he went to visit the saints in Lydda. There he found a man named Aeneas, a paralytic who had been bedridden for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and take care of your mat. Immediately, Aeneas got up. All those who lived in Lydda and Sharon saw him and turned to the Lord. In Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha, which when translated is Dorcas, who was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. Lida was near Joppa, so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lida, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went with them and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Dorcas made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called the believers and the widows and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa and many people believed in the Lord. Peter stayed in Joppa for some time with a tanner named Simon. All right, so those are all the verses of chapter 9 of the book of Acts, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. So in verses 32 through 35, Peter went to Lydda to visit the saints, and he found this paralytic and told him that Jesus Christ heals him, and to get up and take care of his mat. So Aeneas immediately got up and those that were in Lydda and Sharon saw him and they turned to the Lord. So the Lord used Peter and the faith that Peter had and he healed this paralytic and because of him performing this miraculous sign, other people came to the Lord. And like I always say, the power is not in Peter. This healing power is not in him. It's the gift given by the Holy Spirit because of Peter's faith in Jesus Christ and in the name of Jesus Christ, he was able to heal this paralytic. And other people came to the Lord and believed because of this miraculous sign. And then in verses 36 through 38, I just want to mention something about the name Tabitha, which translated into Dorcas. That means gazelle. Tabitha was always doing good and helping the poor, and she was gentle, like a gazelle. So Tabitha had died, and her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. And we see in verse 38 that two men urged Peter to come to Joppa when they heard that he was in Lydda. So in verses 39 through 43, Peter went with them and was taken upstairs to the room. And these widows stood there crying, and they showed Peter the robes that Dorcas had made for them. So Peter sent them all out of the room, and he got on his knees and prayed. And whenever we pray to Jesus Christ, whenever we pray and we really believe and we're guided by the Holy Spirit, whatever we ask, we will receive. So after praying, Peter turned to Dorcas and said, Tabitha, get up. And then she opened her eyes and she sat up and Peter helped her get up to her feet. Because of Peter's belief in Jesus Christ and because of him praying and having faith and being guided by the Holy Spirit, This woman that was laying dead came back alive. And then Peter called the people and showed them that Tabitha was alive. And many people believed in the Lord in Joppa after this had happened. So because of this miraculous sign, there was many more people that believed in Jesus Christ. And it's just amazing what can happen when you really are guided by the Holy Spirit and have faith and speak in the name of Jesus Christ. We have certain gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us. And when we let the Holy Spirit guide us and we're fully submitted to the will of God the Father and to following Jesus, we can do a lot of great things and we can lead a lot of people to Christ and to believing in him and having eternal life in heaven. So this concludes this Bible study on chapter 9 of the book of Acts. Next week, we're going to go into chapter 10, so make sure you stay tuned for that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys.